Welcome to the Genius Alchemist podcast. I'm your host, Sid McBride, and in today's conversation, I am speaking to Tim Wilde. And for those that don't know Tim Wilde, he's an Ascension worker, author, Atlantean, which we will be speaking about right the way throughout the podcast. He's an international speaker and crystal expert. He's based in the UK. Tim was awoken to his life purpose around about 2008 by his good friend Diana Cooper. You may have heard of Diana Cooper as she's played a crucial role in the Earth's ascension process and has written numerous books and, you know, Atlantis is covered in a lot of those books. She's even written one and released The Archangel Guide to Ascension, 55 Steps to the Light, which has been released by Hay House Publishing. And they also have a second book, The Archangel Guide to Enlightenment and Mastery. Now, Tim's journey started when he was really young, as he was introduced to frequencies of the earth and had incredible levels of sensitivity. And then he had an accident, which we touch on in the podcast. So if you listen fully, you will hear his full story on that. Now, my personal experience with Tim was about three years ago when I was experiencing experiencing some issues around my throat chakra and knowing that it was it was a manifestation into physical symptoms and ear symptoms and tinnitus and i didn't know what was happening and i worked with tim and we did some spiritual work to clear that hence now why i am speaking more i've got this podcast so it's been an interesting journey so i was excited to have tim on today so let's get to it Hi, in this episode, really excited because I have Tim Wilde and I've known Tim for a couple of years. I reached out to Tim because something was going on in my life and you helped me decipher what that was in terms of on a soul level with soul contracts. So it follows on nicely from the last episode about soul contracts in the invisible world. So Tim, thank you for joining me. Oh, good morning, Sarah. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. I'd love for you to share a little bit about your journey. Oh, it's been <laughs> it's been a long one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um I mean I think in many cases my whole life's been the spiritual journey. I was I was kind of awake from a very early age. And um, some people, if they've been following me, will be kind of like I've, I've interjected this story a few times into kind of workshops and live presentations i was awake as a kid you know like like young and um very psychically sensitive always picking stuff up not necessarily comfortable stuff stuff that used to frighten me and my parents were meditators they're into the 60s and the 70s transcendental kind of hippie Mm. you know meditation movement so I was very blessed on that side because they didn't write me off they didn't kind of go you know you're hearing or seeing or perceiving nonsense they were kind of just a lot more accepting of it so I just had this very kind of overly you know like overly intensive childhood where I'm just receiving so much different stuff and I've got no explanation for it but I wasn't shut down and that's I think has made a huge amount of difference to my trajectory a lot of kids when they start 
approaching their parents and saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm picking this up or I've seen this or I've heard this. They just get shut down. The parents are either too indoctrinated, they're too scared, yeah. or they're just simply not on that plane of, a plane of receptivity in any way, shape or form. So I, I remained open. And um, that continued until my teens when I kind of like, and this will be a common thread with the parents amongst you out there. Most of the teenagers that you are bringing through or raising at the moment will automatically go through a period of being teenagers. It's a very, very important part of the the child self-development. And it can often mean that they're just totally, totally oblivious to the spiritual path. They just need to be teenagers. Mm. Of course, there's becoming more and more exceptions now. I'm seeing kids that are like kind of like grasping the pathway and they're 17, 18 years old. And I'm thinking, well, you should just be out, be out being a teenager. So the kind mm. of the, the rules are getting a bit fluid with that. But I threw myself into cycling and shut myself down. Um, I wasn't I didn't wasn't interested in any of that and then I had a life-changing accident when I was just coming up for my 18th birthday I rode into a tractor hairlined my skull left my body for 20 minutes when I came back into my body after a genuine light at the end of the tunnel experience everything changed wow. absolutely everything and uh, so from that point onwards from 18 years onwards I'd say was the beginning of my spiritual pathway because I began yeah. seeking reading books seeking information wanting validation wanting answers and of course back in the back in the kind of the early 90s there was very little available it was yeah. still kind of a bit of a taboo subject it was either religion or or anything else that was going on in society and I found Diana Cooper's work and that was the beginning of it. I found Joshua David Stone. I found Dinah Cooper. And the minute I got my my hands on that, that that's when I started really validating all of my my experiences. I'd be I'd be reading, say a little light on angels, which is Dinah the book that really launched Dinah Cooper into, you know, the world that she's in now. And uh, it's just like answer after answer after answer just like you yeah. know just all the boxes ticked and that that's been it really it's it's gone through years of metamorphosis learning training myself and here I am yeah yeah and you're doing amazing and you know helping so many people as well with Thank that experience you. I didn't I didn't know about that accident when you were 18 it's it was a good one it was it was um Back back in the back in the late eighties, early nineties, there was no rules in the UK for wearing a cycle helmet. Okay, and that came in in nineteen ninety four when a guy died in the Tour de France. But when I was riding and racing, beginning like we used to wear these ridiculous leather strip hats, where you know, like there were strips of leather <laughs> yeah. basically, just like yeah. just like a skull cap with ventilation in it which provided no protection if you're going to hit your head on the road. And I wasn't wearing anything. And um, coming down a steep hill in Wiltshire, a place called Tollard Royal, and I went round a bend and there was a tractor in my way. Mm. Lights out. <laughs> Obviously meant to be, to put you... It was. It was a very, very pre-orchestrated. Yeah. So I know just before, you know, um, I started recording, we were talking about 
the Atlantean and was that what led you to all of the Atlantean work that you do Diana Cooper yeah yeah Diana Cooper wrote a book in 2004 I think it was 2004 called Discover Atlantis and um again as with all of her information I just kind of hoovered it up mm. at the time it didn't really mean as much to me then as it does now it was um it, it was some occurrences and information that I received in 2008 that really opened up the the kind of doorways to Atlantis it was it was just more beautiful info at the time mm, was that the connection because I know the work that we did together and I've, I've I've jumped on some of your online workshops as well and you know you do dive a lot into Atlantis and We've just talked about my past life there, your past life there. So what was it specifically? The what? The actual the key or the connection to it? Yeah, the connection. Well, in 2008, um, I received a visit from Archangel Michael. Who I'd been working with a lot anyway. Mm. Um, I'm contrary to popular belief. I'm not a very visual person. You know, oh. people expect me to do or expect me to see incredible things in this in the position I'm in but I don't I'm clairsentient I feel and I I'm claircognizant I know yeah, yeah. so the, that and and the experiences where I've actually seen the the angelic realms I could I could count them on the fingers of both my hands you know they're not they're they're always significant I always remember them and this was just like this incredible blue light coming into my third eye while I'm meditating in the morning before I go to work and mm. Archangel Michael rocks up and um, at that particular point in time I'd just been through a huge life change and I was kind of contemplating everything that was going on you know why has this happened why has that happened you know feeling a bit of a victim if I'm honest <clears throat> and um, he gave me something he said this belongs to you it's called the Blue Star Seal of Atlantis. It's yours. You're a high priest in Atlantean times. Mm. Things are going to change very soon on Earth. And you are going to have a role to play in this. But first of all, you must receive this back because it's the beginning of this part of your journey. Wow. So the Blue Star Seal of Atlantis was activated within the Soul Star Chakra, 18 inches above the top of my head. Mm. And provided me with a sacred geometry of my choice of protective, a, a protect, protective radius or field around me. And once I'd activated it, I could then fill that field with any energies that I wanted. So at the time, this was an amazing toy. I was, con I was constantly asking for more protection to have my cords cut. And he's basically saying to me, this is yours. You are now responsible for yourself and your own energy. So can you stop bothering me 50 times a day? <laughs> like that. And that was the start of it, basically, Sarah. That was when all of the real Atlantean information and connections started coming back in again. And just about that gift, because I'm, I'm just going to share something. Um, what, you know, when when we had a call, I think it was nearly two years ago now. It was, wasn't it? It's lockdown yeah. sort of era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually, yeah, just over two years ago in the February. Mm. And, and I remember you you looked at me and you said, oh, your throat, there's all this energy stagnant and you need to, you know, speak out more and this and that. And we went into Atlantean and you were like, you're this high priestess and you did this and that. And at the time, I had to sit with it, and then I'd started doing some of the exercises you told me. Now, look, you know, me within 
um, less than a year of that, my business expanded to over 30 countries. It is now. I've got Excellent. the podcast. I'm speaking. Excellent. The energy's moving because I'm speaking it through. And I was not sharing enough. So just from that with your knowing and that about my throat and my voice being stifled and I wasn't speaking out and you linked it back to Atlantean times where something happened and, you know, we lost our power and everything else. That shift was probably one of the reasons this podcast was born as well, to start oh, speaking out. It's a monumental shift in energy when that occurs, isn't it? Now, for those of you listening that might kind of hear that, and and kind of go oh my god that sounds like me because many the, the, a huge amount of you probably listening to this i'll probably say 99 percent will have all had something to do with atlantis whether you were there in physical or whether you were helping etherically it was the earth project and it existed for two hundred and sixty thousand years but when atlantis fell which was only ten thousand years ago we all agreed to and I don't know, <laughs> you're thinking, why did we agree to this? What I don't think <laughs> we agreed to. Basically, the Atlanteans were incredibly powerful, especially those in positions of responsibility. They had the ability to um, alchemize and change their surroundings with the power of their voices, with the power of their heart centers, with the other ascension chakras that were very much kind of honed into using for their own specialities. But the voice, is the one thing, it's the one physical chakra that you can interact with your world with and that people can hear, they can feel it. Every word that you speak has the ability to change for the good or for the bad, somebody else's vibration or the vibration of those around you. So the Atlantean collar was an agreement to step down into 3D by the Atlanteans at the fall because the whole of our planet had to experience life in 3D for 10,000 years. That's where we've been. It's been a bit of a journey to the bottom of Mordor sort of thing, but we've done it and we're not there anymore. So many of the ex-Atlanteans or the kind of almost like recovering Atlanteans, <laughs> just kind of stepping up, we've all had these collar issues and the collar was placed around the throat so we couldn't go to wherever we were kind of going to around the world i mean the 12 tribes scattered all over the place but one of the most common destinations were was either egypt south america um quite a, quite a lot kind of settled over in the in in the, in china direction just wherever we could go to where a civilization could be established and and regrown and rebuilt again but it couldn't be built back to the level that it was previously it had to be done at a lower frequency that mm. was part of the agreement because earth was going to go through this ten thousand year period of scraping the bottom of the barrel so those of us that were alive took this collar and it it it, it downgraded all of our abilities on a chakra level from 12 chakras to seven chakras so the, the seven chakra system, which is the limited system that most, in fact, all of us would have been born into 3D with, no longer exists. We've grown out of it. We've kind of grown back into the 12 again. But the energy problems with the collars still remains or has remained. And we're throwing it off. And the way we do it is by tests and initiations and physical removals, having to stand up and speak our truth 
as yeah. you did. You yeah. know, bring that voice forwards mm. with power, with self-empowerment, with love, with wisdom. And, uh, and, and also risk, also risk persecution yeah. <laughs> and, and, and risk people laughing and saying this is wrong and it's this and it's not backed by science and what oh. you're saying, you know, but yeah. we, we and, and, and I say this in every single podcast, we just look at the results. That's look all at, you have to do. Look at the results. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. That's what we were saying before we went live. Look at us. You know, yeah, you, we're the evidence. Yeah. We are the evidence. We are the living evidence that this mm. planet is changing. Yeah. And um I don't think there's a single soul that will walk around on earth at the moment, or maybe one or two. Uh <laughs> might find them in spoons or something. That doesn't know that, some, <laughs> that some, you don't know that who don't know that something's going on on the planet at the moment, yeah. that there are shifts occurring, whether they're looking at it from the eyes of 3D or whether they're beginning to see it from a higher perspective. Mm. Our world is changing. Absolutely. Well, what do you feel? Because I know we we had a little bit, we touched on this. What do you feel right now is happening? Because I know you've mentioned 10,000 years ago, Atlantis, but there was a 10,000 year kind of um, period where we had to step into 3D. So with this ascension process now, what do you feel is happening? Right at this moment in time, we're halfway through the shift from 3D to 5D. Mm. And... um, it's a messy space. It's been a messy space since 2012, since since the cosmic moment. The cosmic moment, 21st of December 2012, was when the whole of the planet began to shift. Mm. And um, so 2013, 14, 15 were kind of very kind of physical and emotional years where the light begins to reestablish on the planet. We all start waking up if we're not woken up or if we're not awoken already by that point. There were, there were waves of awakening and energies that were established here. But now we've got to the point halfway through where there is no more downtime. There's no kind of breaks in the, the energies. And there's this year, 2023, there's a huge amount of people waking up. You mentioned that you started receiving energies in January this year. That's that's textbook, textbook yeah. 2023, you know. Um, you've, you've, you were already firmly on your spiritual pathway, but to be receiving what you have been receiving and to interact with the souls that you're beginning to connect with on the, yeah. on the master planes, that that's a big shift yeah, and it's happening me, to so many. Yeah. For me personally, it was, um, the, the, the shift that happened this year was more connected to me, Egyptian lineage. Yeah. And, and you know, like you can't see properly, but this painting in the background is a past life painting of me in Egypt on the Nile. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. So, and she was on um, a couple of episodes ago, the person that painted it. Um, you know, she she brings these codes from past lives through and they activate these healings. And mm-hmm. I got that a couple of years ago when I was, I was having some connections, but, and, you know, similar to yourself, visions since childhood and dreams mm-hmm. and, and, and different things, but, this year has been a completely new activation of these gifts that I'm like, yeah. even I'm surprised when I'm when I'm watching, going, what 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 am I bringing through here? Well, yeah. well, you know, and I'm witnessing it, and you know, like working with Sekhmet, Anubis, which is you know what we were talking about in the background, and I'm like, yeah. you know, altered in the background. It's all, 
it's it's now sh- completely shifted to the Egyptian lineage because that's a lot of what's been coming through. And it, it's interesting because when people are saying to me, they don't believe in this or this or this is new age. And I'm thinking, I remember this in Egypt. Yeah, I remember like that. This that. is like, this is not <laughs> new age. <laughs> this, uh, this was pre-everything else, you yeah. know? So there's like huge, and for a lot of my clients as well, like the call and then like the old, you know, whatever the name is to the new person, like say the old Sarah to the new Sarah, you know, pre-working with me to like post because the shifts of being so expansive in terms of what they're activating and psychic abilities and all deciding to go on this path of like how now do I help humanity where can I put my energy what can I do well that's what it's all about I mean anybody who's on the pathway at the moment will be at some point asking where do I sit in the field of service Mm. because we've done a lot of self I'd say the first decade of the shift was about us yeah and and establishing us as an as as a field of awakening souls and now when you asked earlier on about where we are on the ascension pathway we're actually ahead of schedule (laughs) i mean what we've done is is quite what we've agreed to do i think we must have all been sat around the table kind of like you know six pints in or something when we agreed to do what we're doing at the moment because we're shifting from 3d to 5d in 20 years now if you take a civilization such as the syrians who had a similar ascension step up process to us they did what we've done or do are doing um in 20 years in 300 years if you if you were going to put it into earth time so they had a much longer drawn out process to experience what we are going through. We're going through like, you know, it's like like the rocket ride. Yeah. And, it's an ex- and, it's, and you can feel the rocket ride. You well. <laughs> yeah, you can. There's, there's yeah. no doubt about it. What we're doing, we're doing under pressure mm. and we're doing kind of it's almost like all of us that have woken up. I mean, there's a lot of people on this planet who are awake, awake now, whether they've identified with their pathway or not we're all highly trained we've all got a very clear skill set which we've incarnated with which each has an individual part of the puzzle so we're all kind of locking into in together like you know like working gears Mm. and um even if people aren't aware of this this is what they're doing you know lots lots of you listening to this might be aware of people that two years ago you'd have never believed would wake up and now they're there they might not identify with what you like or what you would consider a spiritual identification they're just being heart-centered people doing heart-centered things rather than being aligned with the ego constantly this is what the planet is looking at now this is what the whole work in progress is is to align the planet with its heart individually and on a on a collective level rather than the ego because the ego is where it's been for the last 10,000 years so absolutely we're about 25 percent ahead of schedule which is massive yeah achieved so much in 10 years and that's probably because of all all the people that are going through them dark nights and deaths and rolling around the floor and you know crying and transmuting and bringing things through and activation you know it's it it probably is because of that intensity yeah, I mean, 
yeah, you can attribute a huge amount of what's going on to the cosmic light that comes into the to the teams of light that are helping us. But bottom line, we're the boots on the ground. We're the physical yeah. people, souls, anchoring this light in, mm. going through the process, which let's face it, the majority of it is pretty gnarly. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard, bloody work. You know, nobody goes and chooses a spiritual pathway thinking it's easy and then stays in that mindset. You know, yeah. it's, it's usually quite a rude awakening pretty quickly after kind of embarking on on their their first mission or whatever. Unless they're like brand new and you see them yeah. coming out and they're like, yes, and I'm going to put myself out there as an energy healer and this and that. And I think, yeah, how long is this going to last? Yeah, yeah. See them six I'll months give, give later. Them a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> see them six months. You're like, where's that person? Social media's closed down. You know, there's the business yeah. closed and it's like, they're Having actually... a complete phoenix and like yeah. sort of mess on the floor. Sort of exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> we laugh about that. it because we, we've been through it. Um, a million times um, yeah. <laughs> you know how many dark nights do you do you wow. need before you can just laugh this stuff off it's um, yeah. and again this is what you say to the scientists we are the living proof that this is occurring because mm. you know you can actually measure what is occurring on this planet now scientifically with the with the vibrations and the way that the planet is shifting and, and for those of you who might be in a little bit of doubt about whether this is going to work or not, whether we're actually on the right pathway, the right trajectory. Just want to tell a little story, Sarah, if that's all yeah, right. Amazing, yeah. Back in the 1950s or the 60s, or it might have even been a little bit earlier, um, when when the government were doing all this X-Men style stuff, you know what I mean? Like you when mm. with with um with all the machines and the secret houses and all of this kind of stuff, the the one of one of the governments had a very special machine now this special machine was like tied into a supercomputer and it could see into the future and basically what they would do is they would program scenarios into it and use the computer to analyze the trajectory and and the outcome of the timeline now so this was working like a charm you know they'd be able to manipulate social behavior via the information that was given by from this machine up to a point okay now mm. interestingly enough the point at which the machine stopped giving them the information they wanted was this previous winter solstice so all of a sudden at the winter solstice the computer kept on giving them one answer doesn't matter what they did what scenarios they coded into the computer it give one response global awakening global awakening mm. so no matter what anybody did no matter what was programmed into the computer computer said no global mm -hmm. <laughs> so, this is, so everybody on this planet particularly in positions of power and i use that term very loosely have known that we are going to be going through what we're going through the only power that can be retained is by convincing people it's not occurring or yeah. that they are powerless so or that they're going crazy yeah that they're going crazy yeah. rather, <laughs> rather than like confirming it and i think this is where the you know the what we were speaking about earlier about the 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 funded backed science projects of manipulating outcomes yeah so whoever's yeah. got the most money we pay you and this is this is what the outcome's going to be yeah you know? and 
For me, I mean, I remember when I was um, 16 and in college studying psychology and it was all, all we were going through was, and there's, there's you know, this test and there's that and, and they did this study and they did this control group. And I look at that now and think, okay, so I'm listening to someone, I don't know, 50 years, 100 years ago who did this control group on rats and then they've decided that this is the behaviour based on this, what they did, or they did a small group of people. And I'm supposed to now keep that going rather than, well, actually I've got thousands of clients or I have had in me, in my lifetime, thousands of clients and I'm not supposed to go off their experiences because, because someone else told me, and then that becomes a syllabus and a curriculum. And then I've got to stick to that. So it's, it doesn't, it's, make sense, does it doesn't. And, and, you know, critical, I'm, I'm all for critical thinking. But I have to use that for myself, and I can't just follow blindly someone else's path. No, no. no. So I totally agree with what you're saying. That 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 is one of the main parameters of acknowledging the ascension process at the moment, and so many people will be feeling that. I mean, we we've been told what to think, where to go, how to feel, and 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 what to listen to for a long time. Mm. And you know, you might have heard the kind of the the slogan, the 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 era of the guru is now over. Well, it's true, yeah, because we are our own gurus. We are Absolutely. all expected to follow to the letter what mm. we are being guided to do. That's we true can... gnosis, isn't it? That is yeah, true absolutely. Like knowingness and going in. Yeah, I mean, without that, until you can trust yourself and your guidance implicitly. Uh, you are still in a state, you know, you're still in kindergarten mm. uh, on a spiritual level to a degree. And, and yeah, I mean, OK, all of us need we all need. Acknowledge we all need to have our information acknowledged or verified sometimes, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's when we are being steered and guided by others to shape our behavior and the way that we think and where we go. That, that that's what defines the kind of there's some very very visible schools of thought and consciousness on this planet at the moment and you know it's it's very very obvious to those of us who have stepped out of that unplugged from the matrix mm -hmm. and are still watching all of this occurring so that that brings me back to a, um an episode that i did around narcissism because right. it's how do we how do we not fall victim or prey to narcissists and it was about knowing our own values knowing who we are like being so grounded in what means something to us that no one can manipulate our behavior no one can manipulate you know how we think so if we look on a global scale of the the, the gaslighting that's going on for our experiences yeah. to me it's like it, it all stems from from the same thing we've got you know epidemics of huge you know accusations of everyone's a narcissist and everyone's this but it's it's all actually getting to know ourselves deeply yeah. and that we can't we can't fall for anything no but most people are so disconnected from self it's it's interesting because in many cases the the impact of the lessons that people are learning at the moment are are the experiences that are waking them up mm. you know, as i've mentioned earlier that there were so many of us particularly back in 2020 which was like it was like the year 
the yeah. year that we saw all of the changes occurring. Mm. Um, so many of us then would have written off. Let, let's 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 be honest about this. We were still all a little bit judgmental at times, aren't we? That's human nature. No, yeah. we've, got be, we've got to be human. We we would have written people off during that year as like, oh my god, you're never going to wake up. Mm. how are you not seeing what's going on yeah you know, like you, you and and that that that's just human perception kind of analyzing the circumstances that we have around us but there are so many of these people now that are beginning to wake up and they're doing so because they're receiving all of this light which everybody receives on this planet it doesn't matter where you hide you will receive the everyone gets the same vibrations everyone gets the same downloads mm. everyone gets the same light so it's now becoming extremely difficult to stay asleep yeah you've got to be a stay asleep pro to actually be moving through what we're going through at the moment mm. and and not be triggered awake what i'm seeing is that and you you'll witness this as well during the second half of this year everybody's hearts are now lit up mm. and awakened it doesn't matter how dark their activities or how unconscious they seem look for the points of light they're lit up it's whether they are choosing to acknowledge that frequency and that opportunity or not yeah because hypnosis and and that state of deep sleep um is is very strong it's what kept the 3d matrix such an an amazing place to learn and grow in for the last ten thousand years mm. but you and i we we've we've deprogrammed and we've stepped out of it and we're still unraveling a lot of the damage mm. you know the things that we've experienced in this lifetime and many other lifetimes and we will continue to do so there will be no end to the healing as mm. of yet and um, I don't think there ever is. I think you can always find something to heal and improve and, and to work upon. But I, I get worried when I see people saying, I'm healed, you know, and it's it's like, <laughs> you, know, do you know, in in my program, so I coach a lot of coaches and healers and yeah. on, on being authentic in, in business and putting themselves out there. And one of the things I'm constantly saying to them is, why are you wearing this mask of I'm perfect? I've got my shit together. I'm this and that. That's not reality. It's not truth. We're human and we're allowed to be human because we are human. So you've got to also tell people. Oh, gotcha. But yeah. When you're putting yourself out there, well, yeah, you know, and I've gone through this or that's happened or, you know, there's, there's still moments. It's, it's that falseness and that pretense. Then other people are, are looking at them. And they're like, why? Why aren't I like that? Why? Why am I not there? Why is my spiritual awakening like this? And oh, you know, I'm so proud. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they go into self-deprecation, and and yeah. you know what? I feel like one of my big roles is is to empower others through showing them their own power. That's it. And it doesn't matter whether it's business or you know finance, love. It doesn't matter as long as they're being pointed back to themselves and, and inward yeah. and I don't think there's enough people doing that even should we say enlightened awakened ones who mm. want to still be the guru as well who, who are on the stage and and they're like my answer is the answer rather than 
we all have our own unique roadmap. I can probably help you find yours, but I'm not going to give you mine and make mine be no. roadmap, you know? So I think that's that's important to very to important well. point actually, Sarah, because there's been a huge um particularly the last I'd say since 2018, 2017, 2018 onwards, you can't get a global heart activation without some serious dark nights going on. Okay. Mm. So a lot of these personas that you see, the I'm perfect persona, I mean, apart from the assistance of social media encouraging this, yeah. um, what you've got is a lot of people who've been shown their shadow and they don't like it. Okay. The, the, the shadow's a scary place. So they, in order to cover that up, the persona becomes more visible, more flamboyant. Mm. And But what's very telling about where we are at the moment is that whereas maybe 10 years ago we, we wouldn't have seen through that persona, our, our kind of radars have become much stronger and yeah. we can see it and we can feel it. So a lot of the time these people are just fooling themselves and maybe a smattering of people that need to kind of go through the discernment initiation. So it's, you know, everything serves the light ultimately, but there are some tough lessons going on out there at the moment. Oh, absolutely. And I know, you know, I've experienced it. You've probably experienced it. People yeah. know and experiencing it. And I think it needs more people to show reality. You know, yeah. and and you know, way showing rather than light showing. Um, yeah, I know some of my clients have said, "Well, it's almost like they become scared of working with you because they're like, you show me this darkness that I didn't know existed, <laughs> and and you took me there, and I was like, no, I showed you what was inside of you, mm. because I'm pointing you back into you, and and they think you know, so they're associating you with that. You mm. give me that dark experience, and. And then, you know, that that's happened to me even this year. Yeah, and, it will. And, yeah, and I think, you know, it's almost like you'd have to, you'd have to come with like a warning sign of... Government health warning. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's going to be dark at times, but, you know, that's what gets you ultimately through to the, the alchemy and that's what gets you to the light and that's what helps you in, in all aspects of your life. And as long yeah. as we can be authentic to ourselves and that's, each other... Yeah, totally at the nail on the head. It's um, the toughest part of the human journey is the self-acceptance. And ultimately, that, come, that, that comes down to self-love. If you look at the very core of our ascension journey and um, imagine what an entire planet of self-healed people who love themselves would look like. Mm. Imagine that. Because when you imagine that, you are visualizing 5D. Yeah. You're visualizing the future of, of humankind mm. living together with our differences, with our different cultures, with the things that we are that that simply separate us via interests or or the space of sea or or simply just because we are individuals representing our soul energy. Mm. But we will all share this common ground of heart-centered unity and acceptance and self-love ultimately when you love self enough to be able to embrace everyone and everything around you you've nailed it mm. but you can't say that you've nailed it until you've nailed it and we're a long yeah. way off from nailing it at the moment just on that 
So obviously, you know, we know what we know, and I'm similar to you. I have this, like, you know, the the clear cognizance, and and I am visual as well. Oh yeah, nice. yeah, very like very visual, but mm. but more often than not, it's just, you know, I'll just know things, and yeah. and people are like, well, how do you know? I just know. Well, how do you know what you know? That's don't know i just know <laughs> yeah exactly let's see what happens yeah. um, but i am very visual as well but but with, with what you're saying about you know your gnosis and i've seen that i witnessed that when when we had our very first call what do you feel is going to happen going forward now with the planet i think or i feel what what's different about this year is that I'm I'm receiving more information and the people that are working alongside me in the field are receiving more information. We're kind of being given a heads up of what is coming in before it happens, which is very different from 22 working backwards. Because mm. we weren't given any 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 information or heads up about what's coming in. We were just kind of told maybe a few days before what to expect. So you got the lion's gate coming up you know, you'd be kind of left just to deal with the energies mm. and it would be what it would be. But this year has been very different um, right from January onwards or leading up to January onwards. I was receiving the the kind of like the pretext, right, there's going to be huge bottlenecking of all of the frequencies on the other side of January. It's going to be a unified platform of energy and it's going to be exceptionally uncomfortable for people who aren't awake or people who are kind of struggling with their awakening. And there's been waves of stuff coming in throughout this year. But the big one that we've got coming up now is Lionsgate. Mm -hmm. And the Lionsgate is basically saying there is going to be, it's almost like a spiritual defibrillator where everybody on this planet will receive a heart opening. If you think you've already received a heart opening, your heart's going to be opened further because we are kind of, we are adapting to this much higher frequency that we're living in. So we've got to alter, we've got to change, we've got to step up, we've got to vibrate higher than we did previously. And that means dropping the little things that we thought we might be able to hang on to. Yeah. You know, the, you, you know, even if it's the last vestiges of your personality. Yeah. You've got even to drop them if they're not resonant. If that's the case, and I know from experience when I have these heart openings, I would suggest everyone right now on the planet start to do are clear and work because it's so much easier when you're doing the work than when yeah. there's an energetic shift which forces that upgrade that opening is when we feel the pain because we've yeah. not addressed it or acknowledged it that's it and quite often with heart in my personal experience i mean i've i've had some i've had some voluntary heart openings and i've had some forced ones and the, <laughs> the forced ones have usually wound up with like physical yeah. You know, processing the energy physically, like having like a chest infection or oh, I've been to hospital, like, you know, thinking I was having a heart attack and in the middle yeah. of the night <laughs> years ago. And and I had to wear ECGs and heart monitors for 24 hours and it, I just hadn't addressed me heart issues. <laughs> so, oh, well, and the it. energy's coming in in the night, and I'm like, what's going on? Thinking mm -hmm. and they're like, we can't find a thing wrong with your heart. And I'm Perfect like, but I can feel it. Yeah, I'm like, but I can feel it. And it's like, okay, it's, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. I, I understand the lesson. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I would suggest. So, is there anything that you would like to leave, you know, the the viewers, the audience with 
something to say to them about, you know, where they're at, what's going on. Keep your eye on the prize, lovely people, because we live in a world at the moment where we are now in the we're in the driving seat. OK, the, the, the ascension process is is about creating a higher frequency. What we are being what the distraction techniques that we receive are basically to focus on things that make us angry, to divide us, to lower what we've worked upon in ourselves and it's very easy to do because there's a lot of stuff out there that we can tune into that will drop our frequency like a stone we'll identify it we will we'll, we'll get angry about it it will be something unjust that, mm. that's being shown to us in the news via the media what's going on somewhere in the world it's very important that we focus on creating from a point of love not a point of anger even if our actions or our rage seem justified, the, it's the 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 trick or the key to moving through this is to work with it, but from a point not you know like not completely disconnected from it, but you are working in a frequency above it where you can provide solutions rather than provide an emotional attachment to it. So we will be shown things that will trigger us. Mm. Stay focused focused on building at a higher frequency, building with love. That would great, be... great advice. Amazing. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, just before we go, Tim, um, and I will put all your details in the show notes, but what's the easiest way for people to find you and follow your way? I am on Facebook, Tim Wild Practical Ascension. I'm on Tim Wild YouTube. Um, that's about the extent of my social media. Like, <laughs> I was like wincing away from Instagram a few years ago because it's just a little bit too much for me. So those are the two main places to find me. I've got my website, www.timwild.com. Right, and that's wild, W-H-I-L-D? W-H-I-L-D, no E on the end. <laughs> Amazing. I'll put all your details in the show notes as well. But thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge today it's been amazing oh, it's been a real it's been an honor sarah and just it's been wonderful seeing the process that you're going through as well you know just like this this incredible so it's almost like this this goblet of energy that started opening up and making making huge huge waves around the world thank you i appreciate that Pleasure. thank you Thank you for tuning in to the Genius Alchemist podcast. If this episode has ignited your curiosity or inspired you in some way, then I encourage you to subscribe and share with friends. For those that want to stay in the loop and be the first to know about future episodes, special offers and free resources, make sure to check out the link in the show notes. By joining my mailing list or reaching out through that link, you'll have exclusive access to all the latest updates and ways that you can connect with me. I look forward to sharing more inspiring stories with you all in future episodes.